You're listening to the Movie Know-It-All podcast on the Know-It-All Network. We've got more Know-It-All episodes on the way, but in the meantime, please enjoy this throwback episode from our early days. If you want more, check out our Patreon for access to exclusive content, as well as our entire back catalog of awesome episodes. Thank you all again for listening and supporting us. And remember, other podcasts may know a lot, but we know it all. You're listening to RGV Titan Radio. We are the 956. The views and opinions expressed by our guest, host, and or DJs do not, we repeat, do not reflect the official policy or position of RGV Titan Radio, our affiliates, or our sponsors. RGVTitanRadio.com. We are the 956. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Movie Know-It-All podcast here on RGV Titan Radio. We are the 956. We are your hosts. I'm Will. And I'm Batman. I mean, I'm Bob. I'm Bob. <laughs> and we're, we're, uh, we have returned. Uh, Bob and Will returns from, uh, from a, a short hiatus uh, due to uh, uh, the weather, freaking weather blowing everything out. Uh, electricity, internet, everything, dude. Like. The God just did not want us to, we to, uh, to bad, bring awesomeness. It's been a bad week for her Corona, like <laughs> or Corona, and and then God threw hurricanes at us. Like, good oh. lord, man! It's 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 insane, man. Because uh, it's been a while since a hurricane has actually hit us directly like that. Yeah. So, so because they're always saying, yeah, hurricane preparedness, man, go out and get your uh, your sandbags and get your supplies and everything. And it goes either above us or below us. Bro, I was like, I was like semi annoyed with it because like for, for whatever reason where I'm at here in McAllen, it, it, I mean, it was bad, like mm-hmm. totally. But it really wasn't as bad as like you like you might think like our power would go out like and come back on all night it did it like 12 like maybe about 12 times 10 12 times and like the longest the light was out was maybe 10 minutes like i'm i'm like i'm being super exaggerative about it like i i I would think like seven eight minutes tops but i'm like a conservative 10 minutes like the lights were out like a total amount of time and like meanwhile i'm seeing people like dude like somebody on my facebook page like their roof flew off their house yeah dude their whole ass roof just came off and i'm like holy shit dude like i barely like i was i was mildly annoyed (laughs) our neighbor his his entire fence blew off like blew off of its blew off of its its pillars and got thrown into the street dude and Bro, floated like, floated down the road. <laughs> yeah, and and you and I are less than twenty miles apart. Like we're not very far yeah. from each other. Yeah. Like I would, no, I our would electricity say, went out for an entire day, dude. Like it well, took forever. Dude, we had a friend that she came and stayed with us um, for a few days because like she just didn't want to like be in her house by herself during the hurricane. Mm-hmm. So like she had come over like right after the lights went out in her house, and she was she like chilled with us for like three days. And her lights never came out, like came back up. And then she went and stayed somewhere else for two days. And like during those two days, her light, or like the after two days, like her lights came on. So five days total without lights. Wow. Like fucked up. Yeah, that is like, insane, man. That is insane. 
but yeah, we're we're all uh, we're all back on track, and and uh, looks like everything is uh, is getting back to normal. Uh, I, I do I do know of a couple of places that they were out of power for for uh, like at least like maybe three or four days, and they they got it yeah. back. But um, it's good to be back and uh, back to the normal uh, uh, normal shoe, as we like to call it around here. I don't know if anybody yes, else sir. says that, but <laughs> today we are going to be. We are going to be. Do- it's out in the ether now, man. Like uh, yeah. copyright, the copyright twenty twenty. Um, yeah. <laughs> today, man. Today is a day that I have been uh, wanting to do something that I've been wanting to do for a while. I remember I brought this up to you, and you're like, "Nah, man. Like we need to make this a little bit more epic." Um, yeah. And so today is part one of our two episode discussion regarding uh, the many uh, film incarnations of Batman. A movie and television and uh i gotta tell you man out of all the incarnations that we've had each mm-hmm. and every one of them is is iconic in its own way and it, yeah. it's it's uh batman is one of those characters that no matter what era no matter what time period no matter what incarnation uh you put him in uh he he seems to he seems to find a way they seem to might find a way to make it fit no matter yeah. what whether it be dark and dreary and 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 uh, violent or lighthearted and campy you know he's it's, he's it's, done everything yeah it's so weird how like vast the the just how far batman has come and like yeah. how how much like like i think about it sometimes um Especially like like yesterday, um, I was talking to my wife about it because um, weird fact about my dad was he really 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 loved the Avengers movies. Yeah, like, he really really loved those movies, and he he passed away um, before they came out with Infinity War, so he never got to see Infinity War or um, what was the last one? Um, Endgame. Endgame. Thank you. Like, he never got to see those. And, like, I was thinking about it. I was like, man, like, one day there's going to be a Batman movie that I'm not going to be alive for. And, like, yeah. that's, like that sucks to think about. Like, because, like, Batman existed so much longer than we've even been alive. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, even if you doubled Since our... 1939, life, man. 1939. Yeah. It's been 72 years, dude. For 71 yeah. years. How fucking crazy is that? Like, that's absurd, man. Like, Batman's been around for so long, and like, what a strange concept he was too. Like, do you ever have you ever seen like the original like drawings of Batman of what he was supposed to look like? So, uh, the Batman was was created originally. Uh, the concept of Batman was created by uh, by Bob Kane, and right. he had. They they had told him that they wanted to that they he wanted to uh, create kind of like an alternate to Superman because Superman had been created a couple years ago a couple years before by uh, Joel Schuster and uh, um, uh, who was the other guy um, Jerry Siegel Siegel Jerry Siegel yeah I I always remember Joel Schuster but I always forget Joe Siegel but the, he came up with like he was this. Uh, vigilante who wore purple and had a uh uh like a domino mask with no cape and he's yeah, like he there you go that's batman huh 
there, there was the there was the one inception where he had actual bat wings and he looked yeah. like Robin. Yeah, based on uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, Leonardo da Vinci's drawings. Like that's right. that's kind of where right. he got the idea from, right? Yeah. So, um, so he he gave that concept over to Bill Finger, and Bill Finger is like, "This sucks." <laughs> yeah, and he came up and he created the 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 cow. He created the symbol. He created the the um, like everything except for the name Batman. He came up with. Yeah. Okay, uh, and. From there, uh, Batman uh, first came out, first appeared in Detect- Detective Comics in 1939, and like right away, he's shooting and killing people. <laughs> you yeah, know? like he was. He has changed very little since his original Inception. You know, mm-hmm. and um, I, I think I think that it's funny that that no matter how much he changes in the comics or in the T or in TV or in other media or whatever, he always goes back to that original, uh, dark and foreboding figure that, that, that instills fear in criminals minds, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, the very first time that Batman was ever put on film, I think was in 1942, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. it was a, uh, um, like a Batman, like serials back in the day, they would have uh, in the movie theaters. You would go in on Saturday morning, and you would watch like little short films, like little 10, 15 minute uh, um, uh, films that you would go in, watch the episode, and you would have to come back next week to see the next episode. This is how people would binge watch shit back in the day. Yeah, like you would actually have to get your ass up, <laughs> go to oh. the movie theater, pay, pay five your fucking cents. nickel. <laughs> <laughs> Pay your fucking nickel. Can you imagine having to pay a nickel each Saturday to watch Grey's Anatomy, bro? How pissed would you be? Like, yeah, dude. Bro, I would not. I would not care. <laughs> like, and even back then, dude, like a nickel was like was like like five dollars in today's yeah. today's uh, uh, money, right? But oh, you could not. sit there and you could watch. You could you could pay a nickel, go into the theater, and stay in all day. You know, you didn't have to yeah. leave. And that's where people got their news. That's where people got their 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 entertainment. The uh, the Bugs Bunny cartoons and Walt Disney cartoons were showing in those theaters. Like like it was everything in there, man. Uh, Batman had a fifteen chapter serial simply called the Batman, and um, it's funny, man, because like in this version, he was actually a government agent. He wasn't a billionaire vigilante. He was a government agent working for the United States government. Working yeah. to take, working to take down a Japanese, uh, mad scientist. Okay. That's so so how, like how, how very World War Two, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's like wearing this like sweater shirt with a with a with a paper bat uh, taped on on the on the shirt, and like it, it was very. It's great. He's what? It's like when Superman fought the Nazis. It's great. Yeah, and and he and like he just comes in and and just beats everybody up and and he he spoke hello I'm Batman like very George Clooney right, <laughs> and oh, this is the first it. time, and believe it or not, man, this is the first time we ever saw the Batcave. This is the first time we ever saw a skinny Alfred, because in the comics, Alfred yeah. was this fat. Uh, a fat British, bumbling British guy who wanted to be a detective. He looked like you the know? penguin. Yeah, exactly. He looked like the penguin. He, he looked like the fucking penguin back in the day. Yeah. 
Like, he wasn't Michael Caine cool. <laughs> Not even close, man. Nobody comes close to Michael Caine. Uh, and you know what? You know what really disappoints me is the fact that we didn't get more Jeremy Irons. Like, I would have yeah. loved to see more Jeremy Irons as as Alfred. Like, it's unfortunate we're not going to get too much of that, I don't think, anymore. He is. He makes a perfect new 52 Alfred because from my from my uh, uh, what I what I think of when I think of Alfred is is what the I, I guess it's the new 52 version where he's a former Secret Service, former British intelligence and like yeah. like former army medic or whatever like he's one of those guys that like went around like he was like a like a british spy hunter yeah. <laughs> and he ends up being a butler for a, for an american billionaire and his family like and that's fucking cool dude like i i like i've i've always liked that like they've they've been able to run with alfred and like you really get to see a lot of that in um in gotham with Sean Pertwee like have you ever watched the show gotham i have I have. Like, I, I adored that I watch show. everything Batman, dude. Everything. Yeah, so do Even I. Even if Batman's not in it. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I I, I absolutely adore um, that show. I thought it was very fun, uh, very neat to watch. And and I love Sean Pertwee mm-hmm. as this, this ex, like, like, military Alfred. Like just overprotective of young Bruce Wayne and shit, and like, like I love young the Bruce way he understated everything. Like, like his, his, like when he would talk, he would say everything under his voice. Like he didn't, he did not need to raise his voice at any time. And for some reason, like he came across as as the most stoic and and like powerful character in that show mm-hmm. because he was the rock to Bruce Wayne. And Bruce Wayne right. would later, you know, later will later become, you know, the the uh, you know the the protector of Gotham. Who does the protector yeah. of Gotham look up to? Somebody like that, Alfred. Yeah, and it's the same thing with with uh, I think his name is Ben McKenzie, the guy who plays Gordon. Yeah, um, it's so great because the original like it makes me laugh because I can remember watching um, season one and thinking to myself like, God, dude, he's so like. He's he was playing Commissioner Gordon as if Commissioner Gordon was secretly Superman. <laughs> Real hands yeah, on his like, hips. Like, like this, this big uh, Boy Scout kind of, you know, obeying every aspect of the law. Um, yeah, like super boisterous, like weird. He was very stagey. And I yeah. was like, I don't know if I like him. Like, I liked everything else, but I wasn't too big on him. I liked his story, but I wasn't too big yeah. on him as Gordon. And then, like, season two Season started. two, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, like, that's that's Commissioner Gordon. Like, that's yeah. fucking badass. And I'm so it's Lieutenant Gordon for the first few seasons, yeah. which is cool. I, like, I dig it. But I love his I love his character turn though. Like you said, he starts out the he starts out the show very uh very straight arrow. Um he has a fiance excuse me. He has a fiance and like he's getting ready to start his family and everything and then he comes to Gotham and everything mm-hmm. is just topsy turvy and throughout the show you see his morals twist and turn. Yeah. You know? To to the point where the 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 Gordon of season one would not have stood up and be okay with a bat vigilante 
Not yeah. at all. Yeah, you know, no. he would have arrested him right away. The the yeah. the the Gordon of of the end of season five is a Gordon that that needed to be uh, uh, when Batman showed up. You know, right, all right. And like that's that's another one that's that's real hard to do too. And I think that he did it so well because they had so much time to tell it. Like yeah. five seasons, think, man. Yeah, and and I don't think, and it's it's really not fair for anybody. And I'm like including Pat Hingle in this when I say like. You know, and J.K. Simmonson's when I, when I say like, hey man, there's no shame in not being the best Gordon when Gary Oldman was Gordon. Like, yeah. it's yeah. unfair. <laughs> like, yeah. it's oh, we'll, we'll get to that, man. We'll get to that, dude. But um, you know, the the none of this stuff would have happened, in my opinion. None of these other incarnations of Batman would have happened without mm. the 1966 TV show. Absolutely okay. not. Like, With, like, Batman wouldn't be as big as it was if it wasn't for Adam West. Like, let's be exactly. let, let's not mince words. Let's be real here. Yeah, I'm not saying it's the best incarnation. I'm not mm-hmm. even saying that that it's the most, uh, uh, you know, like like the the best part of, or or what Batman was or whatever. But mm-hmm. I am saying it is the most important. Yes, it is. And now You're in 1960, right. yeah. Like in 1966, when 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 the show first came out, it actually started out as a um, uh, when they made the 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 first season, they they concurrently made a uh, a feature film. They actually made the film first. I don't know if you knew that. They actually made know. the night. They actually made the the Batman move the Batman the movie with uh, with Adam West and and uh, um, and the guy who played Robin, uh, Burt Ward. And uh, Cesar Romero and and Julie and and all, all all those all those guys all those all those villains Burgess and everything. Meredith, Burgess Frank Meredith, Gorshin. Frank <laughs> Gorshin, and uh, I love his was laugh. It, was, dude. <laughs> was it uh, uh, um, Julie Newmar that that yes. played a Catwoman in the movie? Uh, that was Hold supposed on. to be that was supposed to be a uh, a pilot, like a like a, a feature film pilot, right? I'm starting but, to think it was Lee Merriweather that was no 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 it was Julie it was Julie Julie, Julie, Julie Moore, yeah Lee Merriweather was a Catwoman in the TV show and Earth yeah. Kid yeah in season which three. was so weird yeah so they they made the movie and uh, they decided to move up the, the the date of the premiere of the TV show so they held off on the mo- releasing the movie until the end of the first season and Batman the movie. Uh, released in 1967, and that that was the very first uh, feature film based on Batman. And man, what a movie it was, dude! Because oh, it yeah. had Joker, Riddler, Penguin, Catwoman, and like every single bat pun, bat freaking gadget that you could think of, dude. The bat shark repellent. <laughs> God help us all. The bat. Shark repellent. I can remember showing course, that movie. And what? You're showing what? I, was, I can remember showing that movie to a friend once. Uh-huh. Like she had never seen the Adam, like anything Adam West is Batman. And I'm like, you uh-huh. have to at least watch the movie. Like, and, and like get why everybody loved it so much. And she was like, this is beyond the goofiest shit I've ever seen in my life. Like, this is this is Batman. I'm like, bro, this is what Batman was in the 60s. This is what, like, yeah, a lot of the people that you know today that love Batman started there, dude. Like, started yeah. with the 60s TV show. And it, it's it's the fans of those t- of that TV show 
the kids who grew up watching that TV show would would grow up and and they would stay fans of, of Batman, you know. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and, it's because it's because of that influence that that brought Batman back in the eighties. Because let's face it, man, as as important as that TV show was, and as important as that Batmobile was, which I have right here, I have nice a Buick, freaking Batmobile, uh, designed by George Barris, the fam- the world famous car designer George Barris, uh, designed this Batmobile. He actually bought this, bought the frame of the car for like a hundred bucks or something. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it's a Buick, isn't it? Or it's yeah, an Oldsmobile. Sorry. It's an Oldsmobile. It's yeah, it's an Oldsmobile, man. I think so. Anyway, yeah. but uh, but they had the 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 influence of that of that show was I mean it was campy. It was it was very directed towards kids, mm-hmm. but the humor of it was like borderline on on. There's a lot of was, adult sexual humor. There was a lot of innuendo in that show. And mm-hmm. like, like I, I can I can attest for it myself because I grew up watching that show as well. Yeah, you know, same. I, I grew up watching that show. Uh, I remember when when the first Batman movie was coming out in 1989. Um, they started showing uh, old episodes of the 66 Batman series on mm-hmm. uh, the Family yeah. Channel, right? Yes, I remember that. Yeah, and uh, I remember my uncle uh, telling me that him and my dad used to watch that show. I'm like, Dad, you 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 were a fan of you know who Batman is? He's like, Oh yeah, yeah. we used to watch that show all the time. He's like, I love the car. <laughs> you know, because my dad's a car guy. So he knew yeah. everything that there was about the car. But but yeah, man, uh the that brought that 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 show is, is so generational. But when I was watching that 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 show as a kid, like I didn't catch a lot of the a lot of the innuendos. I didn't catch a lot of the uh uh the little in jokes. Uh, yeah, especially at Batman's expense. There was a lot yeah, of jokes a, at Batman's expense. <laughs> yeah, because he was kind of a bumbling like man. Like Adam West, Batman thought a lot with his dick. Like <laughs> Batman, Batman has a history of thinking with his dick. He really does yes. in movies. Yeah. Like yep. in in movies, Batman has has a real bad habit of thinking with his dick. But like man, like Adam West would let it interrupt shit. Like <laughs> yeah. Like it would keep him for it would keep him by something, and he's like, "I gotta go, dude." Like, (laughs) I gotta go uh, deliver some meat. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, "Catwoman is in heat. I gotta go, dog." (laughs) He would just like abandon shit. He was so bad. Well, come on, dude. Like, like let's let's be honest, and let's uh, let's uh, uh, let's just be honest, man. If Lee Merriweather came up to you and started, you know, rubbing your cheek. Like you're gonna drop everything and go, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, man. You got to take off and give her some of that grade A West. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love like like in every uh, appearance, subsequent appearance of Adam West, and in, in like an interview or whenever he's doing a skit, he would always bring up and he would say he said this in The Simpsons and he said this in his appearance in uh in The Big Bang Theory later on in his life. He would say, "Yeah, the new Batman have to wear molded plastic and molded leather on or uh, or a uh, uh, rubber on their body." Yeah. Back in my day, pure West. <laughs> yeah, great A West. It's the only reason I actually gave that show a chance. Like, I got bored yeah. and just abandoned it. But like, like I do remember that episode. Thinking that, that was so fucking funny because they're like they're literally arguing in front of him 
over who the yeah. better Batman was. Who the better Batman like, is. Keaton and, and Bale, and he's like, fuck the lot of you. Fuck those yeah. nerds. Like, yeah. I, lo- I love that shit, dude. Like, yeah, and, he, and he... And he what? No, like I was saying, like, he, he, he really hung on to, like, his Batman rule the same way Michael Keaton does. Like, Michael Keaton will tell you, like, I know I'm the best Batman. Like, he yeah. levels in it. It's very hard. It, and I mean, like, argue with him. Like, really? <laughs> like, you're going to argue with yeah. him? Like, bro, he, he, made, he made it cool to not be able to turn your head. Like, the bat turn is, is like... It's, for, thing, it's yeah. glorious, dude. Like it looks, it looks intimidating. Like it really does. He just does it so well for some fucking reason. And like, yes, he really is the best Batman. Like, I don't think anybody outside of Christian Bale has really had the chance to like show that. Like, um, Affleck never got his own entire Batman movie, which he deserved. Yeah. Um, I'm very, very fucking excited uh, to see Robert Pattinson. I can't wait to see what he does with the role. Um, I, I hope he has an actual bat voice. Like, I think, I think Affleck's uh, take changed the way Batman's going to be done from now on. Yeah, because everybody, everybody, yeah, like the the whole uh, uh, the whole voice changer thing. I think I, I I can't believe nobody ever came up with that before, like that that that's that's perfect. Like that yeah. would have fixed, in my opinion, that would have fixed Bale's Batman. Yeah, that's it would have. The thing that really bugged me about Bale's Batman was his voice. Mm-hmm. Like like he would have been able to talk long talking like that, you know. Yeah, but, it, it, it was it was, <laughs> and and I I, I it, it's hard because like. Again, Batman is so weird in movies because I think that the best Batman doesn't necessarily correlate with the best Batman movie. Um, Like, see, take, for example, this. I feel the best on-screen Batman that I have ever seen um, is is Affleck. He was my favorite. Like, like he is the best on-screen Batman, like, when I see him. Like what I think, <laughs> yeah. Like in 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 my humble opinion, I really do think he is. That's my Batman, anyway. Everybody has their own Batman, you know. Everybody yeah. has the Batman doesn't kill Batman. Like read a comic book, he's killed way more than he hasn't. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. He's killed a lot of people in the comics. In fact, uh, one of the first people he people. one of the first people he killed was with a gun. He actually shot yeah. somebody. <laughs> I was like, he's, he's killed a lot of people in movies, and like. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely loved him as Batman. He's my personal favorite. However, the best on-screen Batman. Like he's one of my like, Affleck's probably my personal favorite one. But the best on-screen Batman was is uh, it's it's hard to top it. Uh, can't stop it. The record breaker, the heartbreaker. Like um, Michael Keaton, man. Like Michael Keaton's Batman was it is immortal to me. Like it's fucking. It's absolutely incredible. However, uh, argue me this though: is not the best Batman movie, The Dark Knight? It is. It is. Like I, I think it. I think it's hard to argue that. Like the best Batman movie is forever The Dark Knight. Like I, I, 
my expectations for Batman is are so much higher because of that movie. Like, yeah, I kind of ruined it for everybody, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, you you can't fuck Batman up anymore. Like, you yeah. really can't. You can't give him a whole movie and give me less than that. Like, I need that now. Like, I don't care which way you tell me this story. It better be that good. Like, yeah. it has to be. Like, look how fucking harshly... Jer- poor Jared Leto was fucking mm-hmm. just ousted for his Joker performance. And, like, truth be told, it's bad. Like, especially when compared to everyone else's. Yeah. Excuse me, like, when you compare it to fucking... I can defend Jared Leto's, Leto's Joker, though. So can I. I'm very... Yeah. And, and, like, I am defensive of his of his Joker. Like, when compared to the other ones, it sucked. But when compared to the other ones, when did it ever get time? When did him and Batman ever cross paths? Like He had never... 20 minutes. He had 20 yeah. minutes in a two-hour movie. It was like, and we never got to see Batman and him cross a path against each other. Like, the closest we saw him was on top of his car. Yeah. Like, we never got to see them interact. You didn't see, like, Batman grab Joker and fucking threaten him. Which, like, goddamn, dude. I would have loved to have seen. Like, I hate that I get to see that. Like, I had a theory that the reason he has a silver grill is because Batman knocked all his teeth out of his mouth. (laughs) I was like, does that not, like, does Affleck's Batman not seem like the type to knock all the teeth out of that guy's mouth? Yeah. Like, fuck you. Are you kidding me? Like, he was killing people. He threw a guy at another guy so that they could both blow up on a grenade. Like, and that happened behind him while he was beating up another guy. I never got to see that Batman have a Joker. And it's not fair because Jared Leto's a damn good actor. He's a phenomenal actor. And I think he had something really cool with this Joker. I just feel like we never got a chance to see it. So in my mind, and and I, I've read I've read a couple of things regarding what their original plans were, was that um, the thing about this Joker and what made him a perfect foil for this version of Batman was that when he was thrown into the chemicals, not only did it bleach his skin and 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 turn his hair green, but it also killed his ability to feel pain. Yeah. So whenever Batman would beat him up, he wouldn't like. He'd feel no pain whatsoever. That's why. That's why he laughs he, at him. And that's why he has all those tattoos, because yeah. he's constantly like trying to, you know, get himself to feel something, and he doesn't. He doesn't feel it, so he's like, like fuck it, like I'm just gonna tattoo myself or get tattoos all over the place, you know. But like that, like that version is, it's built upon the previous versions, the previous film versions yeah. of Batman, and and that's and that's the the beauty thing. The beauty about all these different incarnations that, that that we've seen is that not one Batman is the same as a previous version. You know? Right, right. Like, they're all different. Like, you take Adam West, right? Yeah, yeah. This guy was... Uh, he, and he would go up to the police station in the middle of the day, broad daylight, and go up and talk to Commissioner Gordon. Okay. <laughs> You go to uh, to a movie that we've already talked about, Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. Okay, what? How many words did Batman in, in both the Tim Burton movies? How many words did Batman speak to Commissioner Gordon? Like two, didn't he? The only two words he ever said to Commissioner Gordon were "We'll see." Yeah, like that's it. 
Yeah, he doesn't say anything to him, dude. They never speak. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay, so and then and then the next incarnation we see is is uh, um, is a uh, Val Kilmer, which you know he 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 doesn't. There's no scenes with him, and well, there's only one scene, but he doesn't say anything to. Uh, he just yeah. like says, you know, Chase Meridian or whatever. But false alarm. <laughs> but yeah, man, like we we have we have the '66 Batman, and we have that movie. And it's a ratings juggernaut for a year and a half. Yeah. Oh yeah, for a year and a half. Like it's it's the most important show. Everybody's watching it. Adults, children are watching it. It's a cultural phenomenon, right? Yeah. And then, like as quickly as it showed up uh, in the third season, like the ratings started going down. So what do they do? They freaking introduce Batgirl. Who's gone yeah. on to become her own cultural icon in her own right? You yeah, know? like they make Eartha Kitt a star. Well, she was already a big time star, Eartha mm-hmm. Kitt, but she was she was one of the first uh, African American leading actresses in a TV show when she showed mm-hmm. up in, in in Batman in 1968. Mm-hmm. Like this this show was progressive as hell. Yeah, you know? it really was ahead. Of- time it was the first i mean it all the sets that they built for that show at the time was the most expensive ever built for a tv show yeah you know? and you can see it too like, like it, it was it. yeah and and they went all out with it except for the costumes because <laughs> once again yeah. they're just they're just uh batman's just wearing a t-shirt with a with a little uh paper bat symbol on it but you know that's huh nice shirt yeah pure west <laughs> he, so he did he, he looked like one of those like old bojuka fighters like ho, ho. <laughs> yeah he was really he was really shaped like that if you go back and look at him like in the first yeah. season he was really shaped like that steak and eggs and eggs and steaks, and steaks. <laughs> yeah dude, like real v, like real v-shaped yeah like, and, he, and it, he never that's all he out. did was the like, like he, he like he, that was him naturally. He was a, he was six foot three, dude. Like he was yeah. a big dude. Like he was, yeah. he was the only actor aside from Ben Affleck. Believe it or not, he's the only actor aside from Ben Affleck who was actually uh, Batman's height. Because in the comics, Batman is six foot two. Yeah. And him, uh, uh, Adam West, and uh, Ben Affleck are both mm-hmm. were both six foot two, or six yeah. foot three, or whatever. So, <laughs> for a long time after the show ended, uh, like Adam West stayed, uh, basically stayed as on as Batman. He made a bunch of appearances on on uh, uh, on Scooby Doo. Uh, yeah. They had their own cartoon show, The Challenge of the Super Friends, where sometimes mm-hmm. he would actually come in and, and do the voice. Him yeah. and Burt Ward. Um, they like. For the longest time, for for what was it, twenty one years, mm-hmm. the only person who was Batman was Adam West. Yeah, for a good long while. Adam West was the only Batman that everybody ever thought. And whenever somebody brought up Batman, they're like, "Oh, Adam West!" Like he yeah. was Batman. Oh yeah, exactly. Okay. So uh, right now, when when in the early eighties. After Superman had came come out, Superman one and two had come out. They're huge hits. 
So Warner Brothers wanted to get the ball rolling on a Batman Batman movie, right? Yeah. And they brought in I don't know how many writers. Like they literally brought in I think like a hundred writers, and mm-hmm. each one with their different take on what the next Batman movie would be. Okay. So they had they had all these different uh, 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 people come in, and they ran the gamut from from uh, I think the most famous version that wasn't made was the comedy that that uh, that Ivan Reitman was supposed to direct with oh, uh, with Bill Murray, Batman? Bill Murray as Batman and and Eddie Murphy as Robin. Yeah, <laughs> thank that. God that didn't happen, dude. Like for real. Holy shit. And I think there was talks of Robin Williams as the Joker for that one too. They they really wanted Robin Williams as a Joker. Uh as as time went on though, uh they finally got got a writer. They got Sam Hamm to come in and mm. write a treatment. They got the ball rolling. And in nineteen eighty nine, I mean we'll go further in, in depth on this one a little, little bit later, mm-hmm. but the the phenomena that was Batman nineteen eighty nine directed by by Tim Burton and starring Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson that was a major resurgence because up in that time Batman was a was was a kitty kitty property uh, like you you thought of uh, bright colors and and sixties dance music and campiness yeah. and comedy and and like you had the 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 just the color palette alone mm. took everybody by surprise. Like everybody was like, "Wait, this is like this is different." Yeah, when, it's very dreary. When Alton Burton did was take it back to his roots. Yeah, take it to those fucking Frank Miller like Dark Knight Batman, Dark Knight Returns Batman, and like he did such a great job. And I, I think he doesn't get. Um, he really doesn't get enough credit for the fact that, like, he really did start the Batmania. Like, Tim Burton really started Batmania. Like, he rejuvenated it. Yeah, like, it was already there. It was already a thing. But, like, holy shit, did it ever come back. Like, yeah. this was, like, Kiss in the 90s. Like, all of a sudden, <laughs> like, why does everybody, like, why is everybody into Kiss again all of a sudden? It was yeah. just super weird. Like, that's when I got into Kiss was in the 90s. But that was, like, Batman in the 80s. Like, yeah. all of a sudden, it's like, man, like, no, like, Batman's really cool. Like, I had no idea, like, it could ever be this dark. And that's when the comic book fans were like, oh, dude, like, it gets darker. Yeah. And, like, you find out that for some reason, it's one of those things that I will never understand. I'll never get it. Um, is Is the attachment we all have to Batman. Like... Excuse me. Like so many of us attach ourselves to Batman, and I think it's oh, we lost Bob. I'm back. I'm back. Sorry, <laughs> but um, I think it's because um, in a world of superhumans, like you have Superman, you have Green Lantern, and you have the Flash, and Woman. All these people in, endowed with these superhuman abilities. These gods. Yeah. And amongst them is a man mm-hmm. who, like, is their equal. Like, and not just their equal, like, their intellectual their, superior. Their leader, basically. Yeah. And, and, like, they trust this, they trust a human. 
And I think that's where we all connect to Batman is because he is a human in that world. Like mm-hmm. in that in, in that world, he's the closest thing that any of us could ever understand because he's a man. Like he's yeah. a human being the way the rest of us are. He could be like your friend, your dad, your uncle, your brother. And and I think that's what we all attach ourselves to when it comes to Batman. And I, I find it, um, I find that really fascinating that it's, it's, you know, a man dressed up as a bat and we all kind of gravitate towards it. It's, it's not, it's not an uncommon thing to be a tremendous Batman fan. Yeah. Like you meet, you meet other Batman fans all the time. I dude, I know like six or seven dudes with Batman tattoos. Like, it's just, it's a thing. It's a cultural thing. Like, you used to joke about, like, if you're lost in another country and you want to tell them you're an American, you say Mickey Mouse or Coca-Cola. Like, every, <laughs> everybody in the entire world understands Mickey Mouse and Coca-Cola. But, like, I bet you could say Batman, too. Yeah. You know, like, Mickey Mouse, Coca-Cola, Batman. And they're like, oh, you're American. Yeah, there's like, even a Batman in Fil- Finland. There, there's a city called Batman. Yeah, and like it's it's just a thing we all gravitate to, and I I find that really weird and fascinating, and I think mm-hmm. that's why it's going to live on um, long after we're gone, forever. I think I think this is a good time to bring up the psychology of Batman, um, mm-hmm. because here's the thing, like like you said, and I want to add to it that Batman is a mortal amongst the gods, right? Like, he has no superpowers. He has no cosmic abilities. But he is equal amongst those with superpowers because he every single thing that he has, he has earned. He has earned his strength. He has earned his skills, his ability. He has earned his intellect. He's, right. his, his ability to adapt and to fight amongst the superpowered is uh, the reason why I think it sticks to people is because he is somebody who has trained. Like, he he earned his stripes the hard way. Mm-hmm. And he is up there doing his thing and holding his own against the, the most powerful beings in the universe. Right. And especially when... And I think, I think there's no better example than... Uh, uh, the one of the direct ref uh, or inspirations for the '89 Batman, The Dark Knight Returns, mm-hmm. when yeah. uh, um, when Batman beats or fights Superman, Superman. you know, yeah. like he his he is intellectually superior in every single possible way to Superman. Okay, mm-hmm. and he holds his own. You know, yeah. even in even even in his supposed quote unquote death. Mm-hmm. He won the fight, like he right. won. Yeah. You know, she like there's him. no there. He beat he beat the most powerful being on earth. Yeah, like Superman survived through Batman's mercy. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the truth. And I think there's there's this strange part of us that like wants to be that because I mean, if you really think think about it, on a basic reptilian Neanderthal level. Like what can't you fix with like there's there's not a whole lot you can't do with it with brute force, like you can do yeah. a lot of things with brute force, like with just sheer strength, you can take over a lot. Like if you're in a basic 
Neanderthal, like reptilian way of living. Like, and when you're so superiorly powerful, like Superman, and not only that, you are vastly intelligent. Like you're incredibly intelligent and you live among a people that you can walk among and look like, and no one would give you a second glance otherwise. But here you are, a God who could like defy everything in front of you. Like there's nothing on earth really that can kill you or do anything to really hurt you. And you can brute force anybody into doing anything you want. You can enslave the world. And yep. yet, here's this one man that your brute force can do nothing to. It's real Heath Ledger in that moment. Like, nothing to do with all your strength. Like, you're just going to what? Hit me? Like, <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Like, but then what? Like, there's, a, there's an incredible way of thinking in that. And I think that's why a lot of people mistakenly um, identify with the Joker as well. Like, that's yeah. another fucking maddening cultural phenomenon that I can't quite understand. But I do. Like, yeah. Like, I get it. There's, a, there's that anarcho in all of us. Like, yeah, dude, there's that, yeah. that crazy part in all of us that just wants to, like, do whatever you want. And, like... <laughs> defy consequence and defy meaning and like defy all of it like to its bitter end with complete with just sheer complete indifference to everything as long as it's funny to you as long as you get the joke Mm -hmm. like then it's funny like if it's funny to one person then it's funny isn't it and that's fucked up there's a there's a uh, um a theory that that I like to latch onto when it comes to the to the uh, the relationship between Batman and, and Joker, um, and and this this also latches on to uh, the Alan Moore story, Killing Joke, because that's really the only definitive backstory that we've ever gotten for the Joker, like the, the only one that's accepted. Uh, anyway, um, even though it's technically not canon to any Batman story. No, not they, at all. The, 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 the writers, and any writer that has written the Joker has used that story as a template for the backstory for the Joker, right? Everybody, including Tim Burton. Everybody. Including yeah. Tim Burton. Yeah, absolutely. So, so when, when uh, uh, the thing about it is that Batman and the Joker are two sides of the same coin. One is order, one is chaos. Right. And, um... When when Batman goes out there and puts on a mask and beats up criminals, he's doing the exact same thing that the Joker is doing, but right. Batman is using fear and the Joker is using his own type of fear. But if the roles were reversed, mm-hmm. they would be the exact same person. Right. Because and they're so the- dedicated to their to their point of view, to their to their perceived lot in life that they know what they are and they know what, what, what they're trying to get across. Yeah. And, and that's, that's saying the, the only thing crazier than a clown committing crimes is a man dressed like a bat trying to stop him. Yeah. And, and that's another thing that I think Tim Burton, uh, uh, brilliantly, uh, asked the, the, the question that was asked was, is Batman as insane as a Joker? And the right. answer is Yes. Yes, he is. The he answer has is yes, and and, and it all boils down. It all the what? 
you can't be a normal person and face down something like the Joker without killing it. Yeah. Like any normal cop would shoot him. Like <laughs> you can't have something like the Joker exist in real life because a cop, a regular cop, like a a fucking patrolman will empty a clip into you for that kind of ridiculous behavior. Yeah. Like you're not going to be able to walk around like planting bombs. Like someone's going to shoot you yeah. like really bad. I don't know. I might've just lived in this country too long, but like, <laughs> yeah, like they'll shoot you. I don't care how white your face is. Like they're going to shoot you for that. And like, and- you have someone like Batman who constantly like keeps trying to prove that the system will work when it clearly doesn't it really doesn't or else he wouldn't have a job. Right. Like, the system can't work. And then you get those really weird questions of, like, is Batman the one breeding these criminals? Like, is are they lured to Gotham yeah. or yeah. to Gotham? Because there is somebody crazy like Batman out there. And they want to match crazy with that. Like... Is, it, is, Batman, is Batman the catalyst for the escalation of criminals? Right. Like, is, he, is he causing the criminals that he fights? Like... Yeah. You get a lot of interesting moral questions with Batman, like yeah, that you he, really don't get with any other any other superhero, uh, oh. because I mean let, let's let's face it, there there are no other uh, hero slash villains that go together so perfectly as Batman and the Joker. No, they don't. Like, they they. It, like, it's it's such a like perfect perfect like combination of of hero and villain that that and they you know they tried it elsewhere todd mcfarlane did it with spawn yeah like his mortal enemy is clown (laughs) he didn't even try you know like (laughs) yeah what the joker's tall and skinny let's make him short and fat (laughs) yeah yeah dude like he made he made the costello to the to joker's abbot and like not to say that it isn't cool because i fucking love spawn like the comic is so wild and out there and different and yet so the same. Like mm. it's 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 fantastic. It's so good that him and Frank Miller got together and wrote a crossover uh, issue where Batman and and Spawn fight each other, and it's Ooh, fucking wicked cool. Yeah, dude, it is wicked fucking cool. And like, I adore stuff like that. Like Batman has has crossed over into so many different inceptions and like it's one of those things that's kind of like star wars in the way that it's sort of become the people's like it it's it 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 didn't even even after bill finger and and bob kane made batman it stopped being theirs like a long time ago like the fans took batman and made him their hero their symbol like their catalyst like there's been so many um Fan fictions, fan drawings, fan comics, fan films. Uh, one of mm-hmm. the best online fan films I have ever seen is Batman Dead End. Yep. Where he, where he faces the alien and the predator. Like, what? Like, it is, that is the coolest fucking thing in the world to me. Batman fighting a predator. <laughs> like, how would so, that not be the ultimate prey? How would Batman not be the ultimate prey for a predator? And I want to give. And I want to give a shout out to the guy who played the Joker in that movie, in that short film, Andrew Koenig. Yeah. Okay. He was 
such okay he was in my opinion quite possibly the most perfect joker to have ever been put on film yeah okay it, it's hard to argue that in the short amount of time he was there his he's actually he's actually uh uh he's actually nerd royalty his father is uh is uh the guy who played Chekhov on star trek the original series no shit yeah yeah I not uh, wicked yeah and uh yeah man like like for example the, the batman dead end that is another example of somebody taking batman and making it their own you know yeah. Like his every single big budget feature film you see of Batman, he's wearing armor. But this yeah. is the, the in this incarnation, he's actually wearing a in a comic accurate shirt, you know. Yeah. And that cowl just looks like Alex Ross come to life, dude. Yes, like, dude. Straight up, dude. I love it. Like it was, the 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 look was so good. It was so intense. What a cool like little film it is. If you guys haven't haven't seen it, like. Take ten minutes out of your day. Watch Batman it's Dead Ten minutes. Like, and then go is- down the rabbit hole, dude. Go down the rabbit hole and look at all the fan the the fan films that came out. Like they're they're not really films. They're more like trailers for for uh, theoretical films, but mm. they're so well made, including a world's finest mo- uh, tri- film trailer that I oh, was obsessed it. with. <laughs> it was so wicked. I would have loved to have seen it, but yeah. like. Yeah, man. Like, and and you you see him. Batman is so much bigger than the the universe and the film, like the comic universe and the films. Like, mm-hmm. it's so much bigger, dude. There was recently a like a second crossover uh, with Judge Dredd. Like, they did Batman and Dredd again, which yeah, is such a like, yeah, like what a wild idea. Like, because let's face facts. At the end of the day, if Judge Dredd is all about the law, Batman is a vigilante. Batman yep. is a criminal to Judge Dredd. Like, exactly. And, like, that's the best part about Dredd is you don't change Dredd's mind. Like, he is a cold, calculated judge. And it's fucking... It's such a neat idea. And, and it gets... He gets so much bigger than the universe that he's in. Like, Bat and the Sun uh, did that who'd win in a fight between Batman and Darth Vader. That and, was like, so crazy. <laughs> it, was, it was so crazy and so good that they had to reshoot and do a different ending. Yeah, like like we'll reshoot it again so like people get the ending that they want. So one way or another, <laughs> you, can, you can watch both fights and have it your way. It's it's the Burger yeah. King of fucking fan fights, like Darth Vader versus Batman, and that's one of those things too. Like you know, Batman could be a Jedi. Like the way yeah. that guy's mind works, he could definitely be a Jedi if you don't buy into bullshit midichlorians, and I don't. <laughs> but like, I don't subscribe to it. I don't subscribe to midichlorians. But, not at all. Um, not one and that's the thing, bit. man. That's the thing, dude. Like Batman is so important, and and we'll get a, we'll get a little bit into this after the break. But mm-hmm. Batman is so important that he is, I guess you can say, the inside man to whatever crossover or um, split off that 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 they could do. Like for example, um, a couple years ago they made a film an animated film called justice league dark okay oh yeah yeah and and who was in that movie batman the only justice league member was batman and like he wasn't he's in the comments he's got nothing to do with justice league the justice league dark you know but 
they had to have a, a recognizable character to put on on the front cover. So they got right. Batman, you know. So, but anyway, man, uh, right now what we're going to do is we're going to take a, a real quick break uh, so you guys can listen to some uh, some awesome, awesome commercials. And uh, we'll take a break and uh, do our own thing. But right now we'll we'll, uh, we'll be right back in a couple of minutes. All right here on the movie Know It All podcast on RGV Titan Radio. We are the nine five six. We'll be right back. Tune in to RGVTitanRadio.com. We play everything local, like hip hop, rock, and country. If you want your music played on our radio station, then send your music to playmymusic at rgvtitanradio.com. Once more, that's playmymusic at rgvtitanradio.com. Be sure to send MP3 files that include the names of the track, album, and band or artist along with cover art. rgvtitanradio.com. We are the 956. From the depths of the primordial ooze of pop culture. Two figures emerge to bring their gift of knowledge and films to the masses. Their only qualifications? They watched a hell of a lot of movies when they were kids. They're not just experts. They're not just fans. They are movie know-it-alls. Join Bob and Will every Wednesday at 5 p.m. as they host the Movie Know-It-All podcast. Only on RG Titan Radio. We are the 956. To the movie know it all podcast here on RGV Time Radio. We are the 956 talking about Batman and his many, many, many film incarnations, man. Uh, we're talking about a question, bro. What's up? Where were the other trucks going? (laughs) I'm sorry, I don't know. I swear, swear to me (laughs) that. That was really badass, though, wasn't it? The voice I swear to that, God, swear to me! The voice that launched a thousand parodies, man. And made Bro. Pete Holmes' career. <laughs> Pete Holmes' Batman was probably the greatest thing I've ever seen, dude. I still fucking laugh at those. Like, just... Th- <laughs> God damn, dude, just thinking about those. I love his... that The parody of that scene, the where were the other drugs going? Yeah. With his, where were the other drugs going? Fuck face where he's trying to figure out his voice faster stronger (laughs) dude ever since then i was like i don't know dude like i kind of want malkovich's batman (laughs) can you imagine story dude funny story john malkovich was actually up for the role of joker in uh in a batman yes i know like which i always that would have been an interesting fucking like moment jack Jack is dead, my friend. You may call me Joker. And as you can see, I am a lot happier. <laughs> I, would, I would have loved it. it would have you have been, a talent, my friend. You have a talent. <laughs> it would have been a fantastic fucking Joker. He really would have. But, like, I don't know, man. Just seeing him as Batman, I... I if, is it weird? I kind of want that. Like, <laughs> like so, I kind of want my favorite, Batman. 
My favorite is is the one where he's with uh, 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 Bane and Talia. <laughs> He's like, oh wait, we like totally did it. <laughs> and I was in my bat suit all day. Really seals in the flavor. <laughs> now I guess we both know what it's like to have nine hard inches inside of us. It wasn't nine inches. So like that, that's <laughs> Like you have all these different uh, uh, pop culture uh, institutions, man. Oh, and Batman is just one of those that just fits no matter where you put him. Like he is this dark, brooding, brutal, tragic character, and yeah. you can put him in a situation where you're laughing at him, man. Like one yeah. of the one of the Pete Holmes skits. Takes not only takes his tragic backstory, but it turns it into a hilarious skit where he's there and Patton Oswald is playing the penguin. Oh and God. He's, he's like, wait, wait, are you trying to tell me that she, that like you don't know the you don't know people's to sleep? <laughs> no, look, he, he's dead. His neck is broken. He's just sleeping really, really bad, really deep. <laughs> My parents are dead. They're on a farm. Oh dear God. <laughs> Yeah. They're on a farm, dude. Like, oh dear God! Like, that made me laugh. Oh my so goodness! It dude, it was great, man. It was great. So, uh, so moving on, man. Let, let's let's talk about the '90s Batman, okay? So the uh, the '89 Batman inspired one of the greatest animated shows of all time, which was Batman the Animated Series, okay? This guy right here, okay, oh, yeah, which spawned the quite possibly the best uh, bat, arguably the best Batman to ever to ever uh, be portrayed was uh, Kevin Conroy. Right. He did something. He did something that that uh, that nobody had, uh, or that that you know that he basically brought to uh, uh, did better with what what Michael Keaton did. Was that he he put two different distinct voices on Bruce Wayne and Batman? Yes, he did. Right? He did a damn good job. And the thing about Kevin Conroy's voice is that he's got this this uh, like his Batman voice is this deep timber with like this bass that just like like boils in your chest. It makes and then his Bruce Wayne ears. is this high pitched. And then his Bruce Wayne is like this high pitched, like like hi, how you doing? Like this everyman, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like with 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 a hint of naivete. <laughs> yeah. He's so fucking good at it, dude. And like, have you ever watched? Um, like, I have season one on DVD. Have you ever watched like the DVD extras? Uh, uh, I have season, season one. I have season one, uh, uh, volume one. Okay, they they have like. Um, this thing where they're they're talking like kind of like at a dinner table, like it's him uh-huh. and the casting director and somebody else. I can't remember who, um, but the casting director, like pretty much just admits that the reason Kevin Conroy got hired was because she she would get turned on the way he would say her name. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, like, Andrea he, Romano. She like there you go, Andrea Romano. Yeah. He liked the way he said Andrea. 
And she was like, him, it's gotta be him. Like, that's Batman, right? Yeah. (laughs) But, like, he's he's the only one, he's the only one that changed his voice. Yeah. When he he did his audition. So. (laughs) It was so good. Like, it's so immortal that, like, you guys have been hearing it as recently as the video game. Yeah. Like, Kevin Kevin Conroy is not just limited to the Batman animated series. Like, he's also the voice of the Batman in the video game. Uh, him and and Mark fucking Mark Hamill. Hamill, like good God, man! Like you want to talk about a guy who got to really, really go everywhere with the Joker. Like and he wasn't originally cast as a Joker. No, he wasn't. Like it, it's like, it's utterly amazing to hear. Like man, it was it was what a uh, Tim Tim uh, uh um she was his last name. Tim Conway, Conway. Tim Conway. No, uh, uh, shoot, what's his name? The guy who played it. Oh, Tim Curry. Tim Curry. There you go. That's his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim Curry, man. He was originally cast as. Will. Hey, Will, you there? Uh, Yeah, I'm here. You hear me? Yeah, sorry. kind of yeah, it kind of broke up on my end. Uh, so yeah, man. Like like Tim Curry was originally cast as a Joker. Uh, they they even uh, re- recorded a couple of episodes, uh, and and you could kind of still hear him. I think one of the uh, one of the episodes still has his laugh uh, in there, but he had uh, uh, already gotten cast in another cartoon show called The Pirates of Darkwater. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Well, no, that. no, it was the Pirates of Darkwater. It was Peter Pan and the Pirates, where he played Captain oh, Hook. Okay. It was Peter Pan oh. and the Pirates, and he was already he was already obligated to do that show, uh, and they decided to uh, to move on with uh, with their second choice, which was Mark Hamill. Okay, Mark Hamill had originally come in to do the to uh, to read for Batman, but of course Kevin Conroy got it, you know, and Mark Hamill was like, "Fuck yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to do that." <laughs> Right. Yeah. Hey, so he, no one can. No one's been able to. Yeah. So he came in and and he 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 did the part, and uh, you know the rest is history. And it didn't start out as good as 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 it is now. But I gotta tell you, man, with with every single every single time that Conroy and and Mark Hamill get together to do Batman and Joker, it's like. It's like uh, uh, like Optimus Prime and Megatron, man. Like those two guys, you know, uh, um, Peter Cullen and and uh, um, and uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, God, I'm just brain farting all over today, man. Guys, sorry about that. But yeah, man, like like they're 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 synonymous with each other. You know, you can't you can't have one without the other. And in fact, uh, in 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 subsequent uh, cartoons and and animated movies, whenever they have uh, Batman uh, and Joker, and and they're not, uh, they they didn't cast Kevin Conroy or Mark Hamill. They cast people who sound like them. Yeah, you know? dude. Like, and and then when they don't, it comes off like really weird. Like it's 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 so weird sometimes because there's been some great Jokers uh, and Batman's. Like Diedrich Bader has an amazing Batman voice. Like, <laughs> he does. I fucking love Diedrich Bader's Batman. I'm like, that's really good, dude. Like, it's surprisingly really good. And that's because, like, I will forever, like, associate Diedrich Bader with fucking Beverly Hillbillies. 
Like I will always <laughs> forever associate him with that. Like just cut what was just cousin Jethro. Like yeah. I will always fucking associate him with that. But he's got a killer Batman voice. And fucking what's his he's name? He's got that deep uh, timber. Yeah, yeah. And fucking John DiMaggio is a really good um Joker. Like arguably like probably the best one since Hamill. Like he's killer good. But like there is there's this that you and I are destined to dance, do this dance forever. Yeah. That you really feel with Conroy and Hamill. Cause like it's followed across all mediums. Like we we did the animated series and then they did the killing joke, which was yeah. so like circle to to get them to do what is arguably the greatest Batman comic book of all time in the killing joke. Like, so they they had Mark Hamill and and uh, and uh, Kevin Conroy had had gone to a couple of comic cons uh, in the past together, and they actually did readings of the Killing Joke like on stage uh, and their panels and stuff. But to actually see it brought to life um, on 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 an actual screen and like animated fully and and the animation was gorgeous. The first the first half of the movie you could totally do without. Like it's got nothing to do I, with, with I with refuse that. to watch the first half anymore. Yeah. After, like, but, dude, I, it almost it the, the worst part about the first half of the movie is it takes you out of the movie. Yeah. Like, like the actual killing joke begins. It's like I'm feeling a little fucked up about this right now. Like <laughs> it makes it makes Batwoman or Batgirl like like I don't know, man. Like it, it takes away her power, and it takes away it's her her, her girl. Yeah, and and that's not what she her was. Girl, yeah. I was like, I dude, mean, Barbara the, Gordon was badass as badass got. Like, I mean, the tragedy, the tragedy of the Killing Joke was the fact that that uh, uh, she was uh, like handling her own. She was uh, in charge of her own destiny, and the Joker took that away from her. You yeah. Know? Like everything she did was on her own accord. Like she wasn't. She chose every single thing that that she did, and then the Joker took that away from her. You know, and that's what that's part of the tragedy of the Killing Joke. But yeah. what what they did in the film was, like you said, they turned her into a whiny whiny ex girlfriend. You know, which is made even worse with the fact that that Batman and 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 uh, Commissioner Gordon are such good friends. You know, like that's yeah, yeah. that's like. Some Grey's that's Anatomy shit. That... Yeah, that's Grey's Anatomy shit, yeah, dude. But that's some Grey's Anatomy shit right there, man. But and... yeah, like when when uh, like those those two those two guys, uh, their first outing in feature film form was was what everybody considers to be the best Batman movie. Period is mm. Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah, right. Hard art. And um, and and uh, the thing about Mask of the Phantasm was. The people who made that that movie are the exact same people who were working on the TV show at the time. They didn't go out and, and hire anybody different. They didn't hire any outside creatives. The people who were in charge of making the animated series were the exact same people in charge of making Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah. And the writing, the storytelling, the freaking characterization of Bruce Wayne... And his his uh, 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 his uh, a journey to becoming Batman mm-hmm. was is something that hasn't been done that wasn't done until Christopher Nolan took over in two thousand five. Yeah. Nobody had ever seen that on screen before. 
Mm-hmm. Like the only thing you know was that Batman is there and that's it. Like, yeah, his parents were killed or whatever, but you never saw that journey. You never saw that that conundrum of him like choosing either the life of Batman or to live a normal life, you know? Right. And the uh the villain, which is the phantasm, like the, I'm not gonna give it away, but the oh, twist no, no, at the no, end, no. like nobody saw that one coming. I don't care who you are, nobody saw that coming. No, you didn't. <laughs> like nobody saw that coming. And that's what like it's so weird because you, you watch things like um, Justice League, and I'm talking um, Whedon's Justice League. Like, yeah. not, not, I haven't, like, okay, like, if you're listening to this in the future, the Snyder Cut hasn't come out yet. It's already uh-huh. better than Whedon's Cut. <laughs> I, I don't need to see it to know that it's better than Whedon's Cut. Like, just yeah. some of the stuff that, like, they're talking about that's in the, the, the Snyder Cut. Like, why did, God, I hate, it just makes me hate Joss Whedon even more, like, for getting his hands on this movie. But um, you take something like Justice League and you watch that movie and you're like, God, they fucked that up so bad. And it makes me so angry because you can watch some of their animated movies and I'm sitting there going like, okay, so you understand Batman. What the fuck are you doing? Like, they they fuck up a lot of their cartoon because, man, I don't care. They fucked up the killing joke with the first half of that movie. Like, they really. But they totally saved it with the second half, though. (laughs) The the second half's incredible because it's it's the comic book shot for shot. It's utterly amazing. But, like, you take stuff like that and you watch something like Batman Under the Red Hood. Like, son of a bitch, the fact that that's not a movie pisses me off so bad. Like Under the Red Hood is my personal favorite animated film. Like they hit it out of the park with Under the Red Hood, dude. Like straight up. Yes, did. Like they really fucking killed it, man. Like they really nailed that one. Like for for them to tell that story and to do it as well as they did, like it kickstarted the Red Hood again. Like people wanted more Red Hood comic books because of that fucking movie. Like it really fucking like all the stuff that was happening in that movie was already happening in the comics. Like. Red Hood was already part of the Bat family and shit, but yeah. like they're really they're really starting it off with like, like no, I'm taking over this town. Like you don't have the balls to save Gotham because it takes balls to spill blood. Like type of like badass in Red Hood. Yeah, and like, like I'm I'm willing to go the extra step that you're not willing to go. Right, like I am as good as you, if not better, and I will kill. Like Red Hood was the shit. Yeah. So like. For us to get that cartoon that we did and get the story that we got and fucking Jansen Ackles as Red Hood was so fucking great. Like, he was so great as Red Hood. And and it makes me mad that, that they're smart enough to do this in the cartoon. I'm like, why not do something like this in the movie? Like, do you know how much like I would fucking... I don't care how many times you release it. If they made a live-action Mask of the Phantasm and took it as seriously... Like, Jesus Christ, dude, it would be so good. Like, it would be yeah. so good. I was hoping that they would have added the Phantasm to Gotham. Because I would have loved to have seen a different, like, a, a, a live-action inception of Phantasm. And, like, we just didn't get that. Like, we've never gotten that. Like, the Phantasm is such a good character. And we really mm-hmm. only get it for one movie. Yeah. And it kind of sucks. Because it fits perfectly for that story. If it's perfectly yeah. for that story. But, like... Just, just like, just like Batman, Phantasm is a visual, like, like he's a visual treat. Like you see him, yeah. you see the Phantasm, and and yeah. and like that's all you see. Uh, 
and you're right. Like he, the Phantasm did come out in a couple of other comics, mm-hmm. uh, but but you're right, man. Like that that character is, and that's the thing about the animated series. The animated series created a lot of characters. Yeah, like the the the, the most well known is Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Batman exactly. the animated series created Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn did not did not uh, exist. Before 1992. Before 1994. Oh, two. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, dude. And like, like Arlene think of, uh, Yeah, to think of how big Harley Quinn is now. Two fucking Harley Quinn movies. Third one on yeah. the way. Yeah. Like, we've gotten to see, and that's my thing. Is like, we've gotten to see Harley Quinn, like, live and on screen. And like, if she was good enough to come out of the cartoon, so is the Phantasm. And like, honestly, I think that would make for a great foil. In a Harley Quinn yeah. movie, like is the Phantasm. I think the the Phantasm would make for a great foil in a Harley Quinn movie. Like I don't care where you where you stick the Phantasm, just fucking stick the Phantasm in this somewhere. <laughs> like, I think I the Phantasm is character. good enough. I think the Phantasm is a good enough character to where you can have uh, different characters portray the Phantasm. Mm-hmm. And that's you know, such I, what's so great about it. That's that you could go totally Red Hood with the Phantasm. Yeah. Like, you have to remember, if you guys aren't as big as fucking geeks as us, the Red Hood is is a red herring gang, which is why they're called Red Hoods, the red herring. Yeah. Like, yeah. when you want to commit a crime and you don't want people to know it was you, like, you disguise yourself as one of the Red Hoods. Yeah, like, there's they, no one Red Hood. But everybody thinks that there's one Red Hood, but <laughs> there's not. And, like, <laughs> and at some point in the story, like, Red Hood gets taken over by an anti-hero, like, Again, stuff that I don't really want to like. Well, fuck all, right? Like, who cares? You're listening to the podcast. You like Batman, then you know exactly. You know, Red Hooded. Spoiler alert! Yeah, spoiler alert for those who know, but but yeah, like you know that the Red Hood is Jason Todd. Like, I won't say anything about Phantasm because if you haven't seen Mask of the Phantasm, do yourself a favor. It's on Netflix, and I know you're thinking it's an animated movie. I don't want to watch a cartoon. Like, don't be a bitch. Like, trust me, it's a really fucking cool cartoon. It's as good as. Any of the live action movies. The animation, the art style, the freaking acting, everything is top notch. It's a damn shame that this movie did not make its money back at the box office. Uh, It's not an expanded episode of the animated series. It's its own entity. It's its own deal done in Mm -hmm. the style of the animated series. And yes, it is that good. Yeah, so you don't have to like know jack shit about anything in the show just like watch the movie like you know who the joker is you know who batman is that's enough like everything else is spoon fed to you they introduce new characters in this movie and like the phantasm was a new character like it's one that it's one that deserves to be uh put into film like the phantasm deserves to be it deserves real film time like in a live action film like there are so many good fucking things you could do with it and it's it's unfortunate that like they haven't brought the they haven't brought that character out. Like some characters really get um, a moment or a chance to shine sometimes, and like sometimes they're they're you don't think they're gonna be worth a damn or any good, and they turn out to be something really fucking great. Like the video game, like made Scarecrow one of the best villains that I've ever seen in Batman lore. Yeah, like Scarecrow, and especially in in the last one in Arkham Knight. Yeah, like holy shit, what a story! 
What a fucking ending. Happens which takes elements my... from, from the Red Hood. Which takes elements yeah. from the Red Hood. Yeah. And, like, I personally, with the Scarecrow part of that story, like, it is one of the most, like, like the closest thing I could fucking, like, it's so exciting. The ending is so fucking thrilling um, to me, anyway. Like, it was... it. You, just when you think Batman can't surprise you anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Did you get the 100% ending? No, I don't think so. Okay, do you uh, want to hear it? Is it the one where there's the two criminals in the alley? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I got that ending, yeah. Yeah, yeah the 100% ending. Yeah, so, yeah, like there's the two criminals in the alley and there's like the, the Batman figure up on the, the roof, but it's... But do you know, do you know what happens to, to him? Do you do you uh do you want to know or or do do you do you know what happens to uh to uh to Batman after that? Okay, so so Bob's Bob's uh, uh here I am here I am here I am man you a popular boy today huh? <laughs> I guess so man like yeah. it was my mom if I didn't answer she was gonna keep calling like so so uh, <laughs> uh what what I was saying is is like do you know do you know how they get to that? No. Okay, so spoiler alert for for uh, for Arkham Knight. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, hell yeah. Okay, so spoiler alert for Arkham Knight, uh, a uh, five year old video game at this point, I believe, but but still. So once you uh, uh, you know that that at the end, uh, Batman uh, takes off his mask and reveals his identity to everybody. Okay, mm-hmm. and then after all that, uh, he says, uh, "Alfred, get the Nightfall pro- the Nightfall Protocol." Uh, yeah. Ready, so you go out and you have to complete every single thing one hundred percent. Okay, <clears throat> you got to get all the all the Riddler's trophies. You got to get all the all the crimes. You got to get all the the bombs and all the uh, everything one hundred percent complete. Right. <clears throat> so once you do that and you call Alfred and tell him to to initiate the Nightfall protocol, it gets goes through this cutscene where uh, Batman goes to the Wayne Manor and goes in through the front door. As Bruce Wayne, dressed as Batman, walks in through the front door of Wayne Manor, and you see all these people gathered at at uh, at the manor in the front. You see Vicky Vell reporting live, um, and basically what happens is as soon as Bruce Wayne walks into the door, Wayne Manor explodes and just mm-hmm. everything gets demolished. And the uh, the headlines are Bruce Wayne is dead. Bruce Wayne was Batman, and uh, Wayne Manor has been demolished. Mm-hmm. So, like a year later, you get that scene where it's the flaming bat uh, attacking mm-hmm. those two criminals. So, is yeah. he alive? Is he dead? We don't know, because mm-hmm. like you said, like like they uh, like like you saw in the game, the fear toxin was released throughout the city. Right. So, so you don't know if that's if that's remnants from the fear toxin, or if that's mm-hmm. actually Batman or what. So, it's a great ending, man. It's a great ending. It is, and 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 I fucking love that like that moment where like the fear toxin doesn't work on him, and yeah. like fucking Batman tells him he's like because I'm not afraid of anything anymore. Yeah. Like, dude, like, are you <laughs> really that cool? Like, <laughs> yes, he Batman. is that badass dude like but you yeah. believe it it's one of those things where it's like of course that would be batman yeah. that's why that 
that age old nerd fight. Who'd win in a fight? Like Batman or you know, X. Batman. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, and the correct answer is always well, how much prep time does Batman have? Yeah. Like <laughs> like is he on the shitter? Like let's say it's Superman. Is he on the shitter and Superman just gonna rip through his bathroom? Like, well then yeah, I'm sure Superman's gonna win the fight. But it's like, hey, well, I'll see you at noon tomorrow. Like yeah. you're gonna give him time to prep? Like Batman's gonna win. So one of my favorite uh speaking of animated movies. Uh, we're going to go a lot into animated movies right now, man, because, like, there's so many. But one of my favorite animated movies is called uh, Justice League Doom, oh, where yeah. where um, where a uh, – I forgot what his he's, – he's a very famous villain, but I can't remember what his name is. He's some immortal uh, – he's like a like a, a former caveman who, who actually lived for all these thousands of years. Mm. And – he hacks. He finds a way to hack into Bruce Wayne's computers, into the into the back computers, and he steals all the information in there. The thing about it is that in in Batman's computers, he has a way to defeat every single Justice League member. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like in order to defeat Superman, he uh, he has a kryptonite ring. Uh, in order to defeat uh, the Flash, he puts a a bomb on his wrist. That mm. uh, that uh, doesn't that that explodes if he stops or something. Yeah. Uh, Martian Manhunter, he uh, he has this silver nitrate bomb or something. Yeah. And uh, uh, like all, every single Justice League member, he has a way to defeat him. Mm. And and the, the 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 villain gets a hold of that information. And the, that's the thing, like. If push comes to shove, Batman can defeat every single Justice League member one on one. You know that's how good he is. Yeah. So, so yeah, man. With all all, all the different incarnations in the in the animated world, they have far surpassed what 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 any of the uh, uh, live action films have done, save mm-hmm. for one version, in my opinion. Yeah. Now, in, in 2005, Christopher Nolan uh, released his version of mm-hmm. Batman with Batman Begins. New cast, like, totally, reju- totally rejuvenated the, the series mm-hmm. and uh, brought Christian Bell as as Batman. And uh, for the first time ever, we saw a live action, live action uh, uh, um, Scarecrow. Yeah, which I dug. Like I really dug how like they tried to make it as like realistic as possible. But, yeah, like grounded in realism, every single one of Batman's gadgets was actually taken from uh from like like the the skunk works at military. Like like yeah, they, they were military prototypes. Yeah, fuck tons it's of military prototypes that never. Yeah, like to fuck tons of military prototypes that just weren't economically feasible. Like, yeah, you can't build a fuck ton of these and put them for salt and make them for soldiers. <clears> like, right, but you can build them for one man. Which yeah. was so fucking clever, and it made it, it made it, it it made it that much more interesting to have it grounded in reality, which is why I think it did so well. Because, again, um, we attach ourselves to Batman, and this was yeah. the closest thing we've ever seen to like a real life like like you could do that if you had this, you could be Batman technically, you know yeah. the way they did. It. And like I think that was cool. I like how they described everything, like the sliding plate armor, like. All that shit. Yeah. It was amazing. Like it was so clever. And even um the theories behind like all these movies and stuff like that, like the theory behind the Joker, him being um a military veteran. I love like, that. 
with like shell shock PTSD and shit. Yeah. Like I loved, I love the idea behind it. Like I love the idea behind somebody who's like, I'm just going to keep doing shit until it blows up. Like you, know, <laughs> yeah. you can only put me in a, you can only put me in a room with a bomb for so long before I start throwing rocks at it. Like, <laughs> and I, and I like that. Like he's constantly throwing rocks. Like it's crazy. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, if you really, it, it makes me laugh. Cause if you really sit and, um, like really sit and think about it. Like he was really hoping his plan was fucking ridiculous. Like Joker's plan was ridiculous. The problem was is everything was so grounded in reality that you felt like this could happen. But he was trying to knock over dominoes with marbles between them. Like it was weird. <laughs> like it's a really weird convoluted plan. And I'm like watching this, I'm like, this would never work. Like you are you know, really hiding for a lot of order in your chaos here. I'd like to think that he didn't expect any of it to work. Remember when he said, he, "I'm like a, do- I'm like a that. dog chasing cars." Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what to do about cars? Like, it, I, I think, I think that the whole that the whole situation it's uh, because he's he's basically doing an experiment on human nature. Okay. Yeah. And he's basically saying like. Like I'm gonna do all this, and if and if my calculations are correct, if I know people, the way I know people, everything's gonna. This shouldn't work at all. Like this shouldn't. It shouldn't should. work at all. But for some reason, like he he believes that people are so predictable that his crazy out there plan that should not work at all, for some reason and to his great surprise, works. <laughs> you know and that's what's so great about this joker is that everything is chaos man like yeah. you have you have a, a vigilante who uh who has only one rule and mm-hmm. will not cross that rule no matter what and that is killing somebody yet that is the only way he can stop what the joker's trying to do and and let, let's face it, man. Like even if Batman were to kill him, there there would be nothing stopping. All his his plan is already is it's already all... like like uh, uh, the ball is already rolling. Yeah, and and it's it's so weird because like it, it and I hate like already going here, but it's like, I guess you just have to like really talk about it. Is like. His plan is so convoluted that it shouldn't work, but it does. And, like, he even says he didn't expect it to work. So it's like, okay, that's very Joker. The whole, like, I didn't think it would go. I never thought it would go this far. Like, but, and then, you know, you you go on to try that again um, with Joaquin Phoenix. Like, Mm -hmm. the ending of the Joker to me um is not unlike american psycho like it's not yeah. unlike thing of american psycho like he's going on a rampage and nobody's doing anything about this like and and i dig that but it's very you know it's a little too on the nose with taxi driver so you gotta and, ask yourself like is it really happening that way like is is right. is that real or is that happening in his head yeah and you know it goes the 
the the the wacky theories of Batman. Like, is is Batman the crazy person? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, his and doctor, like it, his, his doctor Joe Carr. <laughs> yeah, Joe Carr. <laughs> but um, that's one of his aliases, by the way. One of the Joker's aliases that he uses. Joe, Doctor Joe Carr. Yeah. Uh, Jack White. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of them, man. And see, that was one of my favorite fucking things about um, uh, Heath Ledger was him doing the killing joke. If I'm going to have a past, I prefer it to be multiple choice. Yeah. I, you want to know how I got these scars? Like, and, and, and I love he strikes me as the type of joker that if you'd asked him, like, what the truth was, he would tell you, like, I honestly don't remember anymore. Yeah. Like. I've told the story so many different times in so many different ways. I can't remember what the truth is anymore. Like, which is fucked up, but that's the type of Joker he seems to be. Like, I don't know, man. Like, we, we, there's this strange thing where people identify to the chaos of the Joker, too. Again, because he's human and he constantly, like, just fucking is the folly to these superhumans. Superman, The Flash, like Green Lantern have all like befallen follies to the fucking Joker, who's yeah. just a guy. <laughs> it's just a, it's just a guy who's not afraid of what they could do to him. Like there is a certain freedom that comes without being afraid of of consequence or death, and it's sociopathic in its behavior, but here's this guy who can control his sociopathy. Yeah. Like he only uses it for what he thinks is funny. And that's such a strange notion. What a strange and fucking frightening thought. Like, I've always... I, one of my favorite things is... Um, and I think it was season four of... Um, Gotham. Uh, Batman, yeah, no, the Batman animated series. Mm. And it's when they did... Um, Joker keeps telling different stories to Dr. Harleen Quinzel. Mm-hmm. Like Dr. Harley Quinn telling her different stories about like his past and shit like that. And she's like asking him for the truth. And he's like, do you really want to know? And she's like, yeah. And he goes, come here. And he like leans into whisper in her ear. And like, you don't the hear next, what he says. <laughs> you don't hear anything that he says, but the next scene is her blowing a hole in the side of Arkham to get him out. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what the fuck did he say, dude? Like there's, there is this fucking story that I remember reading about in a, a true crime book about Edmund Kemper. And um, he was in, in prison with some other serial killer whose name escapes me. But he used to say that he was um, plagued and trying to appease this thing called the die song. Like it's a song in his head that tells him when people have to die. Mm-hmm. And this guy would rant and rave and scream and holler in like the lunchroom every day for this prison. Like in their big cafeteria, he would jump on top of his table and he'd scream and holler and like scream all this nonsense. And like, no matter what anybody did to him, they'd beat the shit out of him. They'd break his ribs. They'd break his arms. They'd crack him in the mouth. They broke his jaw once like all this shit. And like fucking nothing, nothing would stop the guy. As soon as he was able to go back into the lunchroom, he'd jump up on the table and start screaming again. So fucking one day Edmund Kemper's walking by him and he like looks at him and he like wiggles his finger to him like, come here. 
and the guy leans down and Edmund Kemper whispers in his ear and the guy didn't speak for a week after that. And, and he never, like, he started speaking again, but he stopped getting on top of tables and yelling. And, like, when they asked him what he said, Edmund Kemper said, you're bothering me. Can you please stop yelling? He's like, all he said, he's like that's all I said to him. And I'm like, horse shit. Like, <laughs> Well, keep in mind who Kemper was, dude. Like Kemper was this yeah. like, like ten foot tall brute of a freaking beast, who yeah. who would kill women. Like, and and like somebody somebody like that, who had such power, coming up to you and simply saying that, like, you know, this guy is insane, and he comes yeah. up to you and he and he politely asks you to stop to be yeah. quiet. And like, isn't that more even? It, isn't that more terrifying than somebody threatening you? Yeah, kind of is. <laughs> and it's it's freaky because like they and it's so weird because they do that kind of a joke in a Batman cartoon. I don't remember which one it is, um, but like Deadshot, like tries to assassinate him, and like Superman catches him and like all this shit, and they like brought him before the Justice League, and like Homeboy won't talk, and yeah. like Batman's like, let me talk to yeah. him. Yeah. And he's you know, like he 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 doesn't break, and he goes, "We'll see." And he grabs him and whispers in his ear, and Deadshot just like, "Okay, okay, I'll tell you." Okay, and I'll I'm talk. like, <laughs> "Like what the fuck? Like you, like Superman caught you, dude? Like, <laughs> yeah, like you're not afraid of him? Like that's crazy." And that's that's brought perfectly to like the way he uh, the way he he manipulates uh, criminals, you know. Like he can go, he can go the route of like in Batman Begins when he's like, you know, swear to me, you know, the yeah. brute force. But like in in the Dark Knight, when Joker's sitting there, all beat up, and the cop is just standing there, like you know, he he and he, and he says to him, um, "Do you want to know why I kill people with a knife, or you don't want to know why I use a knife?" Yeah, he's like, dude. "It's intimate, it's close." Yeah. You really, you don't really know somebody until they're in their last breath. And then he goes, "You killed my friends." And then he goes, "You can, you, you could say that I knew your friends better than you ever did." Yeah, when would you and like to know which cowards? Yeah, what up? And that's exactly what he wanted to do, dude. And that's exactly what he wanted to do. He manipulated him without doing anything. You know, I just want a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> Like, God damn, dude. I, I remember watching that in theaters and my jaw dropping when he said that to him. Like, would you like to know which of them were cowards? Yeah. I was like, what a sick fucking thing to say, dude. Like, what a horrible thing to say to somebody. Yeah. Like, you know, in a strange way, I knew them better than you did. Like, would you like yeah, to know which of them were cowards? Yeah, there you go. Cowards? Like, that's I don't know. Me. I don't know exact quotes, man, but <laughs> that's the exact quote. Oh, dude, I have I have run that DVD into the ground. Yeah. Like, <laughs> every time it spins, it, it fucking cries. It sobs every time it spins. I've watched The Dark Knight so many times. And like, everything, and with all the incarnations, with all the, the, the different types of Batman uh, films and and parodies and, and, uh, and uh, TV shows and everything, I sincerely think that as of right now, The Dark Knight is the definitive Batman story on film. It is. It is. Yeah. There's there's nothing there's none there's no better movie. Like yeah. ev everything about that movie was was really flawless. And it's such a like just like noir story. It's mm -hmm. a good Batman noir. 
And like, if, if it's one thing we didn't really get uh, too, too much of was Batman noir. Like Batman is, there's a lot of noir to Batman and we don't get too much of it yeah. in the movie. Like we get a lot of action or a lot of like, well, like Tim Roman. Burton kind of came close to that. Yeah, Tim Burton was the closest to ever come to like the actual detective noir. And like this one was there was just this this such amazing thing that they did where like Batman immediately puts the Joker on the back burner because uh-huh. he doesn't view him as a serious threat. He views him as a bank robber. Yeah. Like at the beginning like he's just a bank robber and he's a greedy one. Like is the way it looks. And I mean, like, to this day, that opening scene of The Dark Knight, like, them talking about the mythos of the Joker, like, this is, the, this is his gang. He's put five guys together, and they don't know each other. He's put five guys together, real reservoir dogs. Yeah. And they don't know who the Joker is. Like, they don't know who he is. All they know is he's paid them money to do a job, and he does. they don't even know that, like, he's paying them to kill each other. They don't even know like, what bank they're robbing. Like, nothing. Like, they're just a couple of bank robbers. And, yeah. like, he, he plays this game where, like, you watch that part at the beginning where, like, it does become this sort of, like, okay... I just hatched a really ridiculous plan and it worked. Like so, it worked. Like how much weirder can it get? So there's a shot where um where the guy calls his bluff and he's like uh um where he's like you like you uh you're supposed to kill me, right? And he goes, No, 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 I'm supposed to kill the bus driver. Yeah. You know, the bus driver, what bus driver? And the bus comes through <laughs> and knocks his ass out, right? And the way he's looking at the bus, and he looks at the bus, and he looks down like, holy shit, that worked. (laughs) Yeah. It's this fantastic thing that he does that makes you really feel like he planned it, but he really didn't think it was going to work. Yeah. Like, even the fucking, um, the bomb scene, like, which was a fucking, from what I understand, was a blooper. Like he wasn't supposed to do what he did, like hit, like clicking the button over and over again and like hitting it and oh, like. No, no, that, that was, that, that's 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 one of those that's that's another one of those myths where where it was. Everybody keeps saying that he wasn't supposed to do that, but no, it, it's he's he was that was all definitely planned. It feels very planned, like it, yeah. it feels super planned, like even like none of that was it, CGI, I, I, by the way. None of that was CGI. Yeah, well, that's why you can tell it's not CGI. Yeah, but like even that, like in that moment, was a real like holy shit, it worked. Like, like he gets this ridiculous shit to him and even like the the subtlety of of him putting the gun to his head and putting it in harvey's hands yeah like if you watch his thumb is between the trigger yeah he keeps his thumb he's he's not he's not yeah like he didn't give he didn't give the gun to harvey with the attention of harvey pulling the trigger and shooting like he had he had his fail safe that thumb yeah. on the thing, you know, like I wasn't going to let him kill him. Yeah. Like, and it was, it, it's, it's this strange brilliance in his chaos. Like, yeah. Like, is he doing it on purpose or is, is like, he just fucking around and like, Holy shit. It keeps, it keeps working. Like there's something I so think, cool about that. 
And there's a line in that movie that Alfred says that I think perfectly sums up the character of uh, of the Joker, mm-hmm. where he's like, "Some men just want to watch the world burn," and yeah. I think that is a perfect, a uh, perfect summation of what the Joker is. And as much as I defend Jared Leto's version of the Joker, uh, I, it it does away with that stance. And yeah, I, he's, I, he's I, a I, boss. <laughs> yeah, which is fine, and you know, which is okay, but. <laughs> I like I like the uh, the 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 perfectly sane uh, chaos bringer, you know. Yeah. Like the guy yeah. who's just there, like you know, the guy who just wants to watch the world burn, who doesn't want for nothing, who's just there to, you know, be a thorn in Batman's side, and quite possibly yeah. is in love with Batman, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like that's a that's a thing that that the Lego Batman movie. Uh, kind of brought forth and what shocked me because it's a kids movie, but nah. Lego Batman, Lego Batman, Zach Galifianakis plays a Joker in that movie, and there's kind of like this hint that the Joker is actually in love with Batman. You know, there's such a great. Okay, I tell everybody this, and I'm telling all you guys right now. Um, fuck what you feel, what you think, what you heard. Um, one of the greatest Batman movies you are ever going to watch is the Lego Batman movie. Yep, I agree. If you are a fan of Batman movies as a whole, like nothing understands and makes fun of and and writes shows its love love letter to yes. Batman like this movie does. This movie is is a love letter with such a tremendous touch of mockery and yeah. like. There's this this great moment where like Batman and Joker are fighting and Joker says like you can do you can save them or capture me your your greatest enemy and he's like what <laughs> and he goes like what what part like capture me and he's like no 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 the other part he's like your greatest enemy you think you're my greatest enemy <laughs> like like there, there's this moment yeah. of like and you know what's really funny is that would hurt the feelings of the Joker yeah, in exactly. any inception of Batman yeah. saying like you're not the biggest threat I've ever dealt with. Yeah, like you're not even close to the biggest threat I've ever. Like I, I deal with, I tangle with an immortal on a regular yeah. basis in Rajal Ghul. You think you're my greatest enemy? Like, and he goes, "You think you're <laughs> my greatest enemy?" And he was like, "What, what, what are you saying? Like, I fight a lot of people, Joker. Like, what? I like to fight around." Like, <laughs> I love that line. I like to fight around. Like, and 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 the and the 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 hurt in his face, in his little Lego face, like when he said that. So he's like, "What do you mean?" Good, <laughs> it's so good. Like I I love the the beginning of it where he's like revealing his plan to the helicopter pilot, and yeah. the helicopter pilot's looking at him like he's an asshole, and like Joker <laughs> goes, "What?" And like the helicopter pilot shakes his head at him. He goes, "What?" Batman will stop you. <laughs> like, are you yeah. seriously doing this again? Like, but the Kansas way, like you don't get tired of Batman stopping you. One of my favorite scenes of that movie is, is when, uh, 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 Alfred is talking to Batman and he's like, he's like, remember when he went through that phase in 66, 89, 92, 95, 97, 2005. So and it like the different, the All different the versions. Bat outfits. It's so, it's so fucking stupid. Like they make fun of all the different bat costumes. Like, yeah, 
uh, fucking <laughs> Conquer Michael Sarah. Yeah, that's true. Google it. <laughs> Michael Sarah as Robin was so fucking funny. Like, isn't that right, Bat Daddy? Don't call me that. Like, Bat Dad, dude. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. Everything about it was Come really on, clever. Go to it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, everything about that movie was such a great, like I said, just it's such a tremendous love letter. Yeah, uh, to know that the makers of that movie are like as as big of Batman fans as you can possibly be. Uh, yeah, they like they made fun of Batman while simultaneously like just showing their utmost admiration for the character. They knew everything that there is to know, and there are so many Easter eggs and so many little like in jokes that only true Batman fans will get. Like anybody who knows, like the deeper. The, the more you know about Batman and his history and, and what he's about, the funnier that movie is. Yeah, Like, it is so fucking funny. I love, love, love the scene where Joker just captures all the villains in a giant present and, like, brings them to, like, Commissioner Gordon on a bow. Like, he did what <laughs> Batman could do and just saved the city. And it's like, that was a little Lex Luthery. Like, I like that. <laughs> Yeah. Like it was really, it was really clever. Like the movie, Lego Batman does not deserve to be as clever as it is. Like it really doesn't, because yeah. you could have just, you could have just done a fucking cut of the rug kitty Batman story, and yeah. like they would have, would have done just fine because it's Lego. Everybody would have gone to see it any damn way. But yeah. instead, like they took the time to get like big time Batman fans. And, like, it's so fucking funny. I love when, like, Joker's saying the names of all the bad guys at the beginning. And then, like, the guy goes, are those are those all real villains? He goes, I don't know. Probably worth the Google search. Like, <laughs> yeah. I love that, dude. And, like, I can remember watching that with Patty, and she's like, those are not real villains. I'm like, I can account yes, for about are. 99% of them. Like, I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure... I'm pretty sure that there wasn't a single phony one in them. And she's like, condiment king. Yeah, is not a. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Condiment King, Polka Dot Man, Kite Man, mm -hmm. like they're all they're all actual villains. Yeah. Yeah. These are villains. <laughs> so like, and and of course the highlight of that movie, where justice is finally done, and Billy D. Williams gets to play Two Face. That was such a fucking great Easter egg and clever joke. Yeah, like what a clever clever joke that was yeah like I swear to god the movie just does it didn't deserve to be that good <laughs> like it really, didn't, it really didn't and i fucking loved um what's his name uh it's doug something i can't remember his name i want to say benson doug benson yes, uh, who's the voice of bane uh-huh he does like, the tom Hardy voice yeah, like he does the Tom Hardy vein, and like, I, 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 as much as I love what Tom Hardy did, because I think his vein was so clever and so fucking scary, very, very scary. Like that was a frightening villain, like mm. a very frightening villain. Like one of my favorite, favorite lines of this was like, "I'm in charge of this whole thing. Do you feel in charge?" <laughs> like that scene always creeps me out. Like, really? Like, do you feel like you're in charge of this? Like, 
Like, <laughs> I would stop while you're ahead, dude. Like, he looks like he's going to hurt you. That guy fucked up Batman. Like, <laughs> like, and he didn't just oh, fuck up Batman. Like, he very definitively fucked up Batman. <laughs> like, very much so. With extreme like it was, prejudice. <laughs> it was an ass whooping. Yeah. Like, holy shit. That, watching that on screen uh, is still one of my favorite things. Like, And actually seeing it really freaked me out in that moment. In The moment. Dark Knight Rises? In The Dark Knight Rises. Watching him do the back break, like the nightfall back break, I was like, Jesus yeah. Christ. Like, I, I, I've been, I was dying to see it, and then I saw it. I was like, that whole right? scene... Okay, so, like, a lot of people have a lot of problems with that movie. I don't. Like, it, it's a character study. It's a yeah. character study. Like, it, it's it, it it's a character study of Bruce Wayne as a character, not necessarily Batman. But yeah. the thing about it is that that whole fight scene is scary in a way because it's so realistic. There's no music. There's yeah. no, like, there's no heightening of it. it it's just a brutal beatdown, you know? And, and that's and the thing. Um, Tom Hardy and fucking Christian Bale are both method as fuck yeah. with some of the stuff they do. So they were both like, they were both telling each other like, hey, don't be afraid to fucking hit me, like hit me, dude. Yeah. So like the 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 shots look really real because they're really fucking hitting the fuck out of each other sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's pretty fucking brutal, man. And like the things you do for Batman, I guess. You know. <laughs> yeah. Like Christian Bale did a lot to play Batman. So uh, when Christian Bell first got the role, he had just come off of uh, playing uh, uh, the role in, uh, um, I think it's called The Mechanic? The Machinist. The Machinist. Yeah, that's, uh, that's it. The, the Machinist. He had, he had gone down to, to 95 pounds. He weighed 95 pounds. Uh, he, he went on a crash diet eating nothing but, but uh, apple peels. Mm. And then uh, about about a month after he finished, he wrapped that role. He got the part of Batman, and mm-hmm. and uh, 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 Christopher Nolan told him, "Hey, you need to bulk up." Okay, mm-hmm. so he spent the next six months gaining uh, almost a hundred pounds of muscle. Yep. And he showed up to set. He, he showed up to set, and he was yeah. too big for the suit, dude. Everybody yeah, on set called him Batman. Yeah, exactly. So they had to rearrange the schedule to to make it to where anytime you put on the bat suit would have to be later on in the shoot. So yeah. like the 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 amount of change that that Christian Bell did to his body was extremely unhealthy, but he mm-hmm. did it in order to play the role and I got to say man like his intensity and his look was like it, it, it was, it was the most animalistic that I've ever seen anybody portray Batman. You know, yeah. he was very much an elemental force that yes. Batman is supposed to be. You know, he's this, this, this animalistic, elemental, like just fierceness. There's this look that he gives the Joker when they're in the in the interrogation room talking, and I swear Batman looks like a shark about to eat his prey. Yeah, you know, it's it's brutal, man. And yeah, it, it's. And you, you, you try because we we've been here for we're we got a couple minutes left and we're about to to end the show and I mean like we touched on two hours of Batman and we're we're at the tip of the iceberg you know what I mean yeah. like yeah. We, we it's it's so hard to be able to discuss everything Batman we barely talked at all about Val Kilmer and George Clooney yeah like 
We went this and we went this whole thing with not a single fucking Mr. Freeze joke, bro. <laughs> like, good uh, God. And and I mean, yeah, we totally gave him the cold shoulder. Hey, I see what you did there, and it was good. Everybody, chill. <laughs> like, we'll get that all in next time. Right? Better get it right. Like, get them all in, right? Like, get them out now while you can. So, but, so um, like that, but that just goes to show you, dude. Like that, that just goes to show you how how much of an impact Batman has on on pop culture, on culture in general, and like especially on our lives. Uh, I can speak for myself when I say that, like Batman has has been my my like like there 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 are three there are several things that like I I will always be a fan of no matter what. Uh, uh, Transformers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Batman. Those are the three toys that I collected as a child. And those are all like, I have never stopped buying that merchandise. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Transformers and Batman. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when, whenever a new Batman movie comes, comes out or whatever, like I'm, I I don't care who's directing it. I don't care who's playing Batman. I will go see it, you know, because, because no matter who's making it, because no matter who's making it, it's gonna be a different interpretation, and every interpretation of Batman that I've ever seen has 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 its place, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I I can't really think of any any other any other uh, Batman that that does that I don't feel captures the essence mm-hmm. of of, of uh, what Batman that is. Yeah, How? of that moment in time, like some some Batman, like I, I give George Clooney a lot of shit, but like. I also remember. I also remember in the '90s that, like, who else could it have been at that point in time? You know yeah. what I mean? George Clooney was was becoming a mega mega star, and yeah. like, you want a guy like that in your Batman role, and, and and even I make fun of it a lot, but it has its place in the ether. It has its place in in the mythos. Like, it belongs. I give Batman and Robin a lot of shit, but it does belong. Everything Batman belongs together. Because it's yeah. all one story. It's all one man. It's always Bruce Wayne slash Batman, no matter what. And um, we've talked about some of our favorite Inceptions today, man. What are we doing next week, Will? Is the Batmania over yet? No, this is only the first episode, man. Next week, we are actually going to be covering the, night, the magnum opus that is Batman 1989. Uh, yeah. Tim, Burton, Tim Burton, Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, man. So, with that being said, guys, guys, uh, we gotta we gotta go in and cut it, man. We gotta go in and cut and go, man. But but thank you all for listening. Thank you all for joining us on this Batman retrospective. Join us next week or next episode when we uh, talk about Batman '89. Bobby, got anything to add? Same bat time, same bat channel. My lizard, <laughs> my lizard. You guys, see y'all next week here on the Movie Know It All podcast on RGB Titan Radio. We are the 956. Have a good one.